What's up and welcome to the 17th episode of Why Are You a Gamer? I'm your host Jamar and this show is my chance to get to know the gaming community one-on-one. Each and every Monday, a new episode goes live as I try to discover why do we play video games. You can of course find this show and other Media Junkie podcasts on your platform of choice. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star rating and let me know how I'm doing in the comments. If you don't comment, I'm going to assume I'm perfect, which, you know, I believe that's true. So anyways, <laughs> let's get right into it this week. I am joined by the founder of Hashtag Scoot Game and the host of the Scoot Cast. And of course, another kind of funny best friend. Welcome to the show, Evan. What's up, man? What's up, man? Technically, I have to say this or Aaron's going to say something about it, right? Uh-oh. Technically, Uh-oh. Aaron is the host of ScootCast and I'm just the co-host, right? Okay. But, but if you ask anybody, like we've had this come up on multiple podcasts. If you ask anybody <laughs> who runs Scoot Gang, you know, they're saying Evan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start a war. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's an ongoing. Th- it's already been started. This is just one of the many battles, you know? All right. Well, another tick for you right there. <laughs> Um, I mean, if he wants to come on the show and I can introduce him as the host as well, yeah, and I'll be balanced and be neutral, so it's all good. So go. while I'm talking neutral to you, ally. <laughs> for people who don't know who you are, would you mind giving me just a short explanation of who you okay. are? Okay, yeah. So I I I wrote one sentence to to try and describe myself in one sentence. So uh, <laughs> this is this is what I came up with. I'm Evan Jordan, a 25-year-old dude with three kids, a passion for being funny into microphones and cameras, and who really likes playing and talking about video games. You know what? I think dude? I did pretty good. 100%. That was my initial idea. You gave me everything, all the information I wanted to know. Your father, your age, what you do. That's perfect. Most people Yeah, I tried to that. think about, you know, like what you would want to know, and I tried yeah. to include all that into one sentence. That was you nailed it. You nailed it. Actually, right you know, on. I don't even want to record anymore. You you've done everything I needed. <laughs> That's it. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, outside of that, is there anything? I know I mentioned like Scoo Gang, Scoo Cast. Um, yeah, we were talking well, a little bit before this. You mentioned the, the show that you have on YouTube. I totally didn't oh, yeah. even know about that. So, yeah, the indie spotlight thing. So we, I, but I guess let me start at the start. Scoo Gang. The whole like Scoot Gang thing started because a bunch of us kind of funny best friends went to RTX last year in Austin mm-hmm. and we kind of we linked up there in person, you know, for the first time. A lot of us who had hung out in kind of funny's chat and Snowbike Mike's chat and done some streaming of our own, you know, and and just knew each other through the Internet. It was cool to like, you know, link up in person. And we kind of from there on, we had like a stronger relationship with one another. And we kind of started throwing around the idea of like, well, what if. A few of us did of like, what if we made some content, you know, under this banner that we formed? Because the the Scoot Gang name came from our drunken adventures on the like lift scooters that you can rent. Yes, <laughs> I was it had something to do with like the limes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. We had a lot of fun with those while we were down in Austin, and and uh, so that was where the name came from. And it's just like it's evolved from there. We kind of like me and Aaron and Flurps are kind of the primary like we kind of got the content creation stuff going right but we've we've had a ton of help from everybody else that's involved and it's like it's cool because there's some people who aren't like they don't want to be like super involved but they can come kind of help out or do stuff when they want the kind of the way we got it set up is pretty free form you know and it's it's kind of evolved from there we started with the scoot cast right that was the very first thing we ever did and we're still doing that we just had cool greg on last week oh that's and, awesome uh, from there, I think the next thing we rolled out was, well, so I had a show that I used to do solo called Internet Shit. And it was basically, if you had ever watched like G4 or any of those like shows that they had on there back in the day, do you remember that TV oh, yeah. channel? Oh, yeah. Okay. They had a show on there called Attack of the Show. That's basically what Internet Shit was. It was a bunch of segments about different stuff. And I started out doing it by myself and I quickly learned that like that's a lot of work for one person to do. And we carried it over to Scoot Gang and it was just like, it still just didn't quite work out. Like we didn't have enough contributions to it and stuff. So we kind of put that on the back burner for a while. But then uh, we had, we added the Disney Plus podcast and Aaron and Flurps have RPG and chill. Um, hmm. I've got the Indie Spotlight show on YouTube and that's uh, where I talk to independent game developers about their new projects. The one, the last one I did was uh, uh, Test Tube Titans was the name of the game. And uh, it's just super cool, dude. It's like a giant, like, kaiju 
you create your own kaiju monsters and run around the city and try to destroy stuff and super cool game and that's what i wanted to do with that show is kind of highlight uh like cool indie games that i that i feel deserve more attention you know because yeah. i have a big passion for like indie games and weird like experimental stuff i really like that i feel like that's what pushes the medium forward you know right on right on i guess we're gonna figure that out here when we figure out what type of gamer you are i like to mention <laughs> that you had your nice short and sweet simple <laughs> explanation of who you were and i made you elaborate on that so no, i did i kind of went off there i was like not sure how much detail to go into so i just kind of went off a little bit but no that was that was perfect you your intro for yourself was much cooler than mine i didn't sell you as good as you did <laughs> so i think you did fine dude <laughs> Well, I mean, the show here, we want to know why you're a gamer. But before, we like to know what type of gamer you are. So we like to always just kick things off with a round of questions just to get an idea who you are gamer-wise, right? Yeah, absolutely. My favorite question and (coughs) starting question to get this ball going is current platform of choice. And I say current doesn't have to be favorite platform of all time. But I just want to know, what are you into right now? Man, that's a weird thing for me. Like, I have all the... The, the consoles right and i mean i have like i play a lot of stuff on my pc too and and even like what games are compatible i play on my macbook a lot of times when i'm not like at my computer but honestly like i'd say that i spend the most time currently right now playing my xbox one and my pc xbox one and pc are probably like my primary two right the second but i'm a big like as far as like which which console I'm probably the biggest fan of is I'm, I really am a PlayStation boy at heart and like I always have been, but I just like, I've discovered the magic of game pass and it's like, it's hard to beat that. Right. Cause I have so many games I can play. Yeah. I, I hear you on that. Like I am a hundred percent the same, like a PlayStation boy at heart, but man, with game pass, I got it up. I actually don't have an Xbox anymore. I just do it all for my PC. Yeah. I play so it on easy. both. It's so easy, man, to just pick up a game that I haven't played in a while. Like, oh, it's here? Cool. Download it. Yeah, exactly. It's super convenient, and it's, like, for that price. And I got, like, like when I signed up, they had the, you know, get a, a month for a dollar. Well, I got gifted a few months from a friend who had, like, extra time, and it let me add a month for a dollar. And then I ended up finding this Xbox One S all digital for, like, 50 bucks at, like, a local discount store. And it was, like, brand new. So I bought it and it came with three months and then let me add another month for a dollar. So I got a long time on Game Pass for like two bucks. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> you know, so like I like it's it's amazing, though, how how often they add games and just how much there is there for for the price, you know, even yeah. paying for it. I like I'm going to keep it for sure when all this runs out. I played all the way through Ori just. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. I mean, I was always interested into that series. And the most recent one, I was like, yeah, let me give it a shot. And I love that game. It's probably one of my favorite Xbox exclusives. And yeah, see, and that's pretty cool game Pass. that you found it because of Game Pass. Like, yeah. like I was talking about earlier, like I'm super into indie games, and like it's, it's a cool program for indies to like get discovered and get like a lot of eyes on them, you know? Because it's just so many people have Game Pass, and if you get on there, like you can guarantee there's going to be people playing your game, you know? Yeah, I definitely love it. I love it. So, is there? You know, you said as of late, is that mainly the reason you've been distant from your PlayStation? Uh, distance probably mostly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did, I mean, the I did play over this past weekend. I played a lot of the Predator, uh, bit, like demo or whatever, the trial weekend, yeah, of the new Predator game, and that was on my play. I played that on my PlayStation, so I have played it a little bit, but it's just like I feel like mainly I've spent my time on the Xbox or the PC, just playing Game Pass stuff, and and like I said, like with me really liking indie games and like there's a lot of stuff that you can get on pc indie wise oh, that's not on console right yeah i have like i'm, I'm super into the wow i'm sorry the I'm sorry. retro no you're good you're good we're, we're both i can tell we're both people who like to converse like so this is gonna be <laughs> awesome this is gonna go really good <laughs> all i was saying is that i've been i haven't been a pc person for a long time literally like maybe three months and i've noticed that a lot now that there's so many games. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a little small indie game. It's not really getting any exposure on the consoles, but I'm seeing it right. on Steam. I'm like, sure, I'll try it. Right. I mean, and on top of that, you got so many like indies that get released only on PC, Mac, or Linux, right? Because it's just yeah. they can afford to do that. Like, it costs more money and takes more time with the more, you know, systems and platforms you add on. Oh, uh, for sure. I'm this super has... into the like retro FPS 
indies. You know, like Dusk or uh, Medieval. There's some. They're, they're like what they are is like they're FPS games that play like old school Quake and like oh stuff like that. Like one of the guys who's coming on my indie spotlight show is developing a game for New Blood. The people who put Dusk and Medieval out that uh, is called Gloomwood, and it's like a thief clone kind of like it's it's like a modern take on thief, right? Thief clone's not the right word because it's not a thief clone, but it's like taking a lot of inspiration from like Dishonored and Thief, but it's like it's got the old school like low poly graphics and like huh really cool stuff man you should check those out yeah i definitely will look into that now that i'm a pc gamer you know oh yeah (laughs) um get all the frames (laughs) i do um i do want to go back to something real quick again like i told you i go off the side a lot but it's just funny because you you mentioned the predator playing that over the weekend this isn't really a review type podcast or anything like that but what did you what did you think of it? Because I, I played a little bit of it, me and my friends, and uh, hmm, yeah, it's a game. I don't know. <laughs> See, and, like I was, I was into it. Like it was, I was having fun, man. Like I played uh, one night with Snowbike Mike on his stream, and it was just a bunch of us in there, like goofing around, and we were playing. We were playing private matches, and I feel like that's where, oh yeah, like that game has it's. That's where it's the best is when you have five friends in a in a party, and you're taking turns being the predator, right? But now, technically, though, I, there are a lot of issues, and I think I don't know if that comes from just Ilphonics. This, I mean, this is their far as I know, this is their first foray into like a shooter of any type. Yeah, that's and that's what I was feeling. I could, yeah, you could feel that, you know, because we I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, so then going over to that, yeah, going from something <laughs> Call of Duty, they've been making first person shooters for fucking for, yeah forever, you know. <laughs> so like, it's it was, it, they've got they've had a lot more practice. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was rough, but I could totally get that. Like we ended up running a private match just because we were having server issues. And yeah. it really did shine in that in that standpoint. We were laughing the entire time. Right. It's hella you fun, know? dude. When you got <laughs> when your friends are in the tree and you're like everybody's shooting at the trees and then and like there's some cool stuff at play there that they're doing as far as like yeah. I liked when you shot the vegetation and you you destroyed the vegetation and stuff and it made it like where you could see through there then and like yeah. It exposed the predator in the trees. Like there's a lot of cool things that they, you know, implemented. I just think there needs to be some more polish. For just a sure. little bit more. That's what I was getting towards. Cause we we opened it up and we're like, whoa. All right. <laughs> we yeah. just literally came off of Call and of that, Duty. Like we like, did you play on PC or did you play no, on... We, on PlayStation 4? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the first thing I did immediately was check to see if I could turn my field of view up because it starts you out in the shitty like 72 field of view yeah and like it's dude it feels so bad and it just immediately turning it to 100 uh field of view felt a lot better but it's still it had some weird frame drops and like especially when the predator was like in the middle of a group of you and get some <laughs> real bad frame drops and stuff and like there's that definitely was- some technical issues but i think if they can iron out that the core gameplay is fun yeah that was the main yeah. thing. It wasn't the gameplay that took us off. It was more <laughs> except just... the spear, dude. They have to nerf the fucking spear that the predator. Oh, has. we didn't even get that far. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. So he unlocks a spear, and it, it's game over. If he's got the spear, dude, he can hit the ground, and he it's like a two hit kill on any person. Oh, so he, if you're in a group, dude. He can just nerf your whole team in like two seconds, <laughs> and it's it's way overpowered. They gotta nerf the spear a little bit and make it <laughs> not. It's like when we were playing with Snowbike Mike, him and and Kevin Asax had the spear. And it was just, it was like, it was done. You know, there was, there was no, it was real hard to beat him with the sphere. (laughs) But overall, like I liked the, I liked the game and the, and the core, you know, the gameplay itself and like what they have there and what they're trying to do is real cool. I was, I was a big fan of Friday the 13th. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I also feel like it shined in private matches as well. It's just that it's the kind of, those kind of games I feel like are best when you play with people, you know, and people you're friends with and not, it's, it's not as fun playing with randoms. Right. 100%. 100%. I don't think it's truly designed that way, which that's why right. I kind of gave him a little, you know, a little password. We couldn't get a random anyway, so private match. Yeah, see, I didn't play the first night. I heard the first night there was a lot of issues. I started playing like Saturday afternoon, and then we played Saturday night, and I played Sunday some. And I think by then they'd ironed out some of the like, because I know they were talking about Friday. It was like you, you could barely yeah, get into a match. Plan. You'd be in a queue forever. Yeah, which I guess is a good thing. A lot of people <clears> are interested in it just fine but yeah that's cool that people are checking it out but i guess since we're talking about different games and you seem to enjoy that type of style what's something or 
I guess my idea is like where what, what kind of genre or like what games do you prefer? Like we mentioned indie a couple times. Is there private matches with friends, story based indie games? Like what what's in your wheelhouse? Man, I really I play just a little bit of everything. I like I don't know that there's one genre that's my favorite, but I would say just stuff that I play the most is probably uh, I like a tie between like narrative stuff, single player and uh and like stuff that i play with my friends you know like i yeah i I enjoy gaming by myself i appreciate both aspects of it because like playing a game by yourself is a infinitely different experience than playing a game with other people right two totally different mindsets to me and two totally different like so i appreciate both for what they are like sometimes you just get tired of playing with people and you want to just like chill and have your time with the game and like get really into it you know but sometimes i want to just be goofy and like you know, have some drinks and like shoot some people on a Call of Duty online, you know, or what? Just something, you know, just something casual and just chilling. But yeah, then sometimes I, I like both. Are you finding yourself like going mm-hmm. one way as you kind of, you know, get older? Because personally, I'm always like, give me a, a nice single player game, a hundred hours, whatever. I'll just live in yeah. that world. But I now do say I'm I've... wanting that connection more in game, right? I yeah. get that. Yeah. Like, I think I, as I get older, I enjoy getting really deep into like a single player game more than I used to as a kid. Cause as a kid, I always wanted to play with other people if I could. But now sometimes I'll like, like actively just set aside time to just play something by myself, just kind of like unwind and get lost in, in a narrative or something. But yeah. And like, I just, I don't know though, but, but I I will say like during this quarantine I've played more online games because it's like I'm able to see people and like talk to yeah. people. And... I mean that's I never want to say it's a a good thing obviously, but that has been like helpful for gaming with like friends for yeah. sure because you know everyone's schedule kind of <laughs> like at this point yeah most yeah that too like everybody's like nobody's like I gotta work in the morning for the most part you know yeah and <laughs> uh so that like I I will say I've played more multiplayer during this and it's just like both because people are available and because it's just like I'm isolated. So I want that social interaction, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, is there something now, is there a game that you're, when I say preference, there's something out there that's just like, anytime this game comes across your radar, you're like, I'm into this. So like it's third person action or is it probably like, and, and Aaron and Flirts give me shit for this all the time too, because they say it's not a real thing. But, like, it is. I really like, like, immersive sim type games, like Prey or Dishonored or uh, System Shock, right? Like, I like old-ass games, too. Like, yeah. Old FPS, like, experimental stuff, like Thief. All the old Thief games are super cool, and Quake and Unreal Tournament. And okay, I like all I... those old old first-person games like that. I think that's a category. I yeah, immersive sim is totally, like, Bioshock is an immersive sim, I think. Like, Deus Ex? Yeah, Deus Ex. There you go. Yeah. Deus Ex is great. And that's an immersive That is a thing. And Aaron and Flurves <laughs> give me so much shit because I always talk about immersive sims and mechanics. I'm a big mechanics guy. Like, I like cool, innovative mechanics in games. And they're like, they make so much fun of me for that. <laughs> <laughs> like the systems. I get it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's cool that a game looks cool or has a cool narrative, but like, I want it to, like, if I want something like, I don't go, I never have went to a video game just because it had a good narrative like there's got to be something else there for me like if yeah, i just want to go something for a good narrative i'd read a book or watch a movie like i feel like i want a game to to feel like i'm actively participating in a game you know that's true i mean i've been playing animal crossing and i feel like it has a narrative but it really doesn't it's just all yeah. gameplay yeah and i've been loving it so i, I could get what you're saying in that yeah like it's gotta i love when when a like my favorite thing in a game is when a narrative and the systems tie into each other real well. Like I'm a huge fan of, and this is, this may be a hot take. I don't know if people are still mad about this game or not, but I love days gone. I think days gone is fucking brilliant. And <laughs> no, it's that like, is, that's not a hot it, take, man. People are just wrong <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, I've that game blew me away with how, like how they, it was almost like I never felt a break between the mechanics and the, and the story. It felt like it was all like, they had like open world games always have you going around and you need this piece of gear. You need that piece of gear. You need some shit to like progress in the game. 
And it's just like, it feels fetchy a lot of times and like grindy almost to go and get the, but days gone, it never, it felt like what you would be doing in that scenario is going around and getting shit to use. Right. Because it's just, you have nothing. It's the apocalypse. Like, I don't know. It just all intertwined really well. I agree with you. I, amongst my friends, I ended up getting a copy of days gone and was insanely delighted by this game. And I'm like, oh, yeah. why is so many people? I mean, it had its flaws, but you know, it did. I'm one of those people who like, I see the problems with stuff, but like, also I'm not going to let like, I, I just, it's very rare that like t- technical issues, unless they're really excessive, like turn me off to a game because it's like, that stuff can be fixed. I want to yeah. know what, like, I want, I, I'm worried about what the substance, you know, of it more than I am like the technicalities. Like one of my favorite games from last year, Control. It did not run yeah. great on PlayStation, but I love that game, man. I love that game. That Absolutely. game was so good, dude. <laughs> I was cleaning uh, up the plat the other day. I got like two trophies left in that game. So I was cleaning it up. And uh, I wanted to finish the plat before I started the DLC. Yeah, I, I just started the DLC. And it's one of those things of being completely discombobulated when you come back to a game. Especially yeah. something so like control uh heavy as that game is like there's a lot of different controls that you kind of mix together while you're in combat yeah and coming back to that was like oof. Yeah, nice pun there too by yet. the way I, <laughs> it was air quotes you couldn't see <laughs> but yeah I, I felt that too and that's kind of like i was kind of glad i wanted to finish the plat first because it was like yeah. damn there's a lot going on here that i forgot about so like it'll give me time to get back to get speed back with that it. you know yeah, that was that was a great game my only platinum from last year Oh, I saw. oh, you finished the plot already. Nice. Yeah, that was all right. I have left is those like board countermeasures and the uh, like bureau alerts, just the little random activities that pop up. Which those are good to grind after you know you have like everything unlocked because yeah, I was running into a brick wall trying to do that stuff before the game. It was it was bad time, bad time. <laughs> <laughs> but since you're like grinding for a, a plats right now, I always like to get an idea of like what's an average gaming session for you because I mean, as gamers, we're obsessive sometimes. And yeah. you can lose track of time easily. So, like, do you normally like to try and take those games in like a small chunk, but a lot of times throughout the week, or is it just like I'm just diving in for t- ten hours, got my headphones on, don't bother me, kind of thing? I think it just depends on the on the game. Like, there's a lot of games that I don't play in long bursts. I just play like, say, Tetris 99, for example. The only time I opened that game or like or like Ding Dong XL, right? That was a big kind of funny promoted game <laughs> yeah. for a long time. I still play that stuff, but it's like I play that stuff like in small, like when I'm at the doctor's office in the waiting room or like, you know what? Or like sometime like that when I just need to kill like 20 minutes. But then like there's other games that I really want to sit down and devote time to. Like I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14. Aaron got me pulled into that. And it's a very much a time sink because it's an MMO, right? So I'm trying to level up and grind and get to the point where we can like do raids together. So it just depends on the game. Like certain things I like to just play around with a little bit and then get off of it. But then like in the indies I talk about, like I play those for long sessions at a time. Yeah. I mean, I guess the answer is just both nowadays. <laughs> yeah, both. I will say nowadays, yeah. I, play, I play in long bursts more than I play in short bursts, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's nothing for me to sit down and just play games for, like, four or five hours, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been, again, you know, new PC convert. I've been using Moonlight to play games on, like, my iPad with, like, nice you know, my Xbox controller hooked up to it. So, like, while yeah. I'm watching, you know, some shameful, shameful TV shows with my wife, <laughs> I'm, like, playing games on my ipad so i feel like i yeah. just never stop playing video games during this like quarantine that's how i, I mean I, that's how i am like even when i'm not playing video games i probably have my switch my like animal crossing has consumed my entire yeah. fucking life right like that's all you, it, man. it's just it's just playtime <laughs> cop and animal crossing and just get everything <laughs> <laughs> i gotta i gotta harvest my trees man gotta harvest yeah. my wood every day i was i was playing <laughs> last night and i was watching a friend you know Fran. Oh yeah. I was watching Fran stream in it and I I bought him this ninety five thousand bell chess set. So he better give me my money for that chess set. <laughs> I love like the idea of this game. I mean, I'm just gonna go on a tangent here. This is my first Animal Crossing like ever. Um, okay, and nice. 
I'm just finding out so many little things because it's all new to me. Yeah. And yesterday, the turnips. So I had some I bought Sunday because I heard like, hey, you want to buy these? They'll sell later or whatever. Right. So I bought a ton of them. And I started looking online on Twitter and seeing that people were like showing their prices of how much it was worth. And mine was like 45 or 50. And I'm like, yo, I just spent $90 on these. Like, or 90 bells, I should say. Yeah. Like, um, did I get ripped off? And then people are posting like 550 or 600 something. So I legitimately just started like DMing people on Twitter. Like, hey, can I come to your island and sell bells or sell my turnips? Turnips. And most people didn't respond, which I don't I don't blame you because if a stranger asked me that, I'd probably <laughs> like, no. But there was one person that like was like, you know what? I had it open earlier, but I'll open it back up for you. If I like, you know, so cool. Yeah, and I went there. It was just like the most pleasant experience. We didn't yeah, see it's it. a real it's, like it's so awesome, I feel man. like all my interactions with people in this game have been super wholesome. Like yeah. it's not like there's no the game doesn't allow for very much toxicity very when it's designed, you yeah. know. So like you it's just made to be wholesome and it is. <laughs> and like for the most part, it seems like people are people are being friendly with it, you know. Like it's yeah. they're like, hey, come so like I left my the other day, I just left my switch plugged in and, and opened my stuff and dropped the code in the in our Discord. And was like, yo, I'm not playing most of the day, but my shit's open. Just come sell your stuff and stay for a while. Visit my shop, my museum. That's awesome, man. And like, that's, that's cool. Awesome. I like, I like that it's like such a just chill social interaction going on there. It's like a hundred percent the opposite of like Grand Theft Auto Five Online. <laughs> exactly. That game is just you it's can't get in a lobby without some kid just flying over on a flying fucking motorcycle and like rocket launching you. You know. I love it though, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it's so toxic <laughs> i mean we've we've talked a lot about animal crossing and quite a few other games that are like coming up you know as well that you mentioned like indie wise do you have like a lot of games on your backlog because you're constantly going to new stuff or it seems like you just yeah. knock stuff oh, out yeah. like uh i mean depends on like some games i just it just it's weird how like you know the ones you're really into because they just like fucking consume you, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. just you knock them out quick and you're just playing it a lot. But then like, there's also a lot of games that I feel. Okay, Disco Elysium is an example of like a game that I just as soon as I started playing it recently, it just consumed me, right? And I played it a lot of it, like you were talking about. Uh, but I played it through Steam Link on my on my phone or on mm -hmm. my iPad, both. And uh, and it's nice to be able to play like from your handheld like that or from your phone like that. Uh, and it and it worked well for Disco Elysium because it's a point and click type game, so it, you didn't need a controller or a mouse or anything. You could just touch the screen. But um, but then there's other games that I'll buy and just dabble in, you know. And then maybe I'll put them down for a while and I'll go back to them and dabble some more. So it's kind of like a a mixture. Is there anything that you're like, I really want to get to, but I just just don't don't think it'll happen. Anything like just stand oh, out man. to you? <laughs> um, there's so many games in my backlog; it's ridiculous. Like well, it's absolutely ridiculous. How about this? How about this? Because this question kind of piggybacks off of that. So I always like to ask the question of like, what's something? Well, let me give you a little bit of history. It started out as name a game that you're ashamed that you loved, and then yeah, I kind of felt like that was a little, you know. Hard. I mean, I can answer that right off the bat. Like, well, oh, okay, okay, let me say it's not a game that I'm ashamed I love because I didn't love it, but it's oh. a game I'm I'm a little ashamed I ever played, but I did it for a platinum. Oh, Hannah Montana, the video game oh. on PS3. <laughs> I'm real ashamed that I have that platinum, but I do, you know, you and it's whatever. Time? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was gonna say at least you had a good time. I no, mean... I didn't. It was dreadful. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like you walked around this fake town that was like I'm not gonna lie. I've watched the show, and the show's fine. It's, yeah, it is what it is. is. Oh, it's all right. You know, it's a thing. But like yeah. the game, god awful. It's like <laughs> you walk around so. this town, and it's not even like anything to do with the show. You're on this this farm, and it's like Miley's home or whatever back in the country, and you're like doing this. You go around and do chores for people and play mini games at the fucking amusement park, and it's it's dude, it's terrible. But yeah. it took me like an hour and a half or two hours to get a platinum on, so I did it. Yeah, you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what about because this is also the the side question? If you were like, ah, I'm not embarrassed about anything I play, but clearly you are. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, is there anything that you are like ashamed that you never 
got around the plane that you're like, man, this one is on my list that I'm like, oh, that people say is like a magnum opus and I never yeah, played because uh, I have a lot. So <laughs> I'm just trying to think of. I know there are some. I'm just trying to think of some though. Like, there's probably some really great games that I never played. You know? I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I throw this one out here. A lot of been a lot has been you know made out of Half Life Alex. Yeah, I've never played Half Life. I've played Portal, like from you know Portal. Yeah, Portal Two. It's also Valve. Like the Orange yeah. Box. Yeah, but I I never played Half Life. I played it for maybe like five minutes on like a friend's Xbox. And I'm in a I'm in a weird camp on the Half Life thing. Hot take incoming. Half Life Two is is not as great as everybody says it is. <laughs> well, now I don't like, feel bad. <laughs> it's like I'm 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 probably the one percent on that. They're like anybody oh. else you have on this podcast probably just don't don't bring that up again. <laughs> not something you should probably talk about with everyone. But like I'm in the camp of like everybody thinks Half Life Two is this fucking magnum opus and like it's fine. You know, like yeah. it's cool and it's I get that a lot of things were new and revolutionary at the time but i think there's been so many like games like that that have just been done better you know bioshock for example bioshock is a similar style of game and it's better in every way see 100 percent. that is my reason for not playing them at this point i know it's even still probably blasphemous to not even to just say i don't <laughs> want to play them but like i just heard so many great things about them that i know if i go back and play these games now it's going to change my perspective on how these games are right so I, I just worry that yeah I'm they're dated it. as hell too yeah you know and compared to like what you've experienced now 100 yeah. yeah you got it so i'm like yeah okay it's good i take your word for it that's probably not how you should live your life yeah i mean it's it's fine like it's i'm not saying they're bad games because they're not but like they're just i feel like there were games that even that were coming out around that time that were doing things that were just as cool or just as revolutionary you know like it's just not i just don't think it's as groundbreaking and immersive or and, and as immense sorry as everybody uh thinks it is or a lot of people say it is you know because yeah. it seems to be like generally like everyone pretty much thinks it's incredible you know like it's I just, fine i wonder if it's one of those things of like um because it came out when you were really deep into the hobby that it was, I mean, because it was obviously there was things that was added into the games that did change, like FPS, just for right. games in general. So I'm yeah. not saying that, but I'm just saying that, like, maybe they're closer to it, so they feel that way. Maybe so. now looking back, as so many things have changed, that it's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, right. I guess <laughs> I'm trying right. to make it a little bit better. So it was really, I think, the main thing that it that it did as far as like pushing the medium for was physics probably yeah you know, like everything else was cool but it was similar stuff or the same stuff was done elsewhere but the physics were, were pretty for half-life 2 were pretty cool you know for the time yeah that was my but other otherwise i think yeah like i mean you're not i'm just i'm just saying i'm the only person who probably thinks you're not missing out on much maybe you should play the game i'm not you know <laughs> don't don't solely base your opinion on half-life off of me but like <laughs> Maybe you'll love it. Maybe you think it's amazing. You know, maybe you would love it, but I just, I don't maybe think it was a, a, a remastered or something like a remake. Yeah. You know, you I go. always tell people Spiral Dragon was the best game of all time on PlayStation. I was a kid, you know, so that's okay. But yeah. <laughs> um, if someone played it now, they'd be like, what the hell is this? But now you got a remake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks amazing and it plays well. So, you know, maybe I'll wait for that. Yeah, exactly. I thought that'll happen, but we'll see. I, I'm about to dive in tonight, actually, after after we get done with this in a bit. I'm going to dive into... Did you ever play SOCOM back on PS2? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I love tactical shooters like that. Uh-huh. And, like, I love Siege. I love Rainbow Six Siege. And, like, anything that's, like... I like... If I do play multiplayer stuff, I really like playing games like that, where you have to work together, and it's, like... You have to put thought into it. I like the thinking man type games. And I feel like SOCOM was like the epitome of the thinking man shooter, you know, like. And I, so I'm going to see if I still feel that way tonight because I found a way to play it on my PC via a like virtual LAN and using my original disc with an emulator. I can play this game. And, and I found a discord of like a few hundred people who play it and are like active on it play every night wow so i'm gonna try tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna i've got it all installed and set up and ready to go i did that earlier today so i'm gonna jump in and play some socom combined assault tonight and see if it's if i still love it as much as i used to wow this may ruin my favorite 
possibly online <laughs> game series of me for all time, like of all time for me. It may ruin it, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. I, when, I guess I think of a game like that, something like Rainbow's or Rainbow. Yeah, it was Rainbow Six Las Vegas or New Vegas. Yeah, Vegas and Vegas 2. Vegas and Vegas 2 are real good. Okay, I played that's that. Not, that is like, to me, that game is 100% perfect in my head because of what I have <laughs> that memory for. Right, so like, right. That would be like going back and playing that. And I'm like, ah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. If that I game was that. super fun. I loved how he went from first to third person when he yeah. jumped in cover. Oh, and my like, God. And I loved, we played like pretty much exclusively terrorist hunt in that game. That game, mm. that was so fun to like raid in the buildings with against AI when you turn them all the way up. It was super hard. Yeah. And it was, it was fun though. That That's... game was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, good luck with that. Are you, you planning on streaming that? No, nah, I'm not going to stream it. I, uh, I'm just going to, I want it to be like, I want to get really into it, you know, and I okay. want to see if I'm, because I'm going to jump in with the Discord with these guys who are playing it and stuff and try to get, so I'm going to, I'm going to just go all in. I want it to be just like it used to, you know? <laughs> that should be fun, though. Should be fun. I do need to, st- I haven't streamed in a while. That's something I, I want to start back up soon, but I just, it's, I just got my plate real full right now. 100%. Sometimes I'm bad at games, so I don't even want to show it off. So, oh, I'm <laughs> terrible, but I think those were the best streams where the games were really, really bad. People had the most fun, you know? That is some true. clips of me doing some really dumb shit on my Twitch, like walking <laughs> off ledges. Like, um, there was this one Outlast 2 clip I fondly remember where I like read a note about needing a rope that was right by a hole. And my first instinct was, okay, I need a rope. Maybe it's down here. And so I jumped down the hole and it kill, killed me. And then it dawned on me that, oh, I need the rope to get down to get this down. hole. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of went on a tangent there, but it's all good. Um, this this question kind of has still piggybacks off of the previous ones as well, though. But what's something that is a game that you wish that everyone would play? And I know I, you may have something Ooh. specific because of like the indies. I always throw out Celeste because that's just like a game I feel like it got oh, yeah, awards, cool. but I don't think enough people actually played that game. So yeah. it's something like in that in that mind. I mean, there's several that come into mind there, right? So, uh, there's a like, okay, first thing that instantly, when we've already talked about this, Days Gone, right? A lot of people skipped on that game because it got shit reviews. Go play that game, especially now, because probably most of the stuff that got it in trouble to begin with is is fixed. You know? Yeah, I've been following that subreddit, and it's just nothing but positive stuff coming out of that subreddit. Yeah, exactly, and then. Uh, like as far as indies, I think one of my this is just one of my favorite indies of all time that I always recommend to everyone. And that's Firewatch. Firewatch oh, is oh, yeah, f- fuck, dude, that game is so good. I really, really, really like that game, and I think I'm probably biased because I, I spent probably like six or seven years of my life living in Wyoming, so like mm-hmm. I had a weird personal relation to that game, but I still think just it's really good. I can 100% attest with you on that. Like, I, I agree with you. Firewatch is another one, which, again, I think is another game that gets a lot of notoriety of, like, oh, people know the game. Everyone yeah. heard it's good, but I don't know if a lot of people actually played it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some, like, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of games that... Okay, here's an ex- here's a good example. A game that I really loved and played a shitload of on PS3, man, was... Uh, Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> this and has been brought up before on the podcast. Yes, has it? It was just has brought it? up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is a good and, one. <laughs> dude, the PS4 remaster for this game came out, and I was, dude, I was stoked. I was so hyped. I got the game. I was like, I'm gonna play a little campaign, try it out. I played like 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, time to jump into the online. I got on. There was like three people playing this game. <laughs> Like it's incredible to me that nobody went and bought that game. Like I, I had friends I mentioned it to, and they're like, "I didn't even know that existed." Yeah, I'm like, really? Because it, it was a weird era too. Like, like when weird. I feel like PlayStation 360. If it wasn't like AAA, I guess I should say, it, it kind of just flew off the radar. And that one was. Yeah. And then when it came back, you're like, man, come on, everybody's got to play this, right? Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of really good. I will say, like, I can name like okay, so Crash Commando. That was a game for uh, PS3. It was online, and it was like a platform action game where you just deathmatched with your friends. Fun as hell. 
and like burn zombie burn uh was a game on ps3 like one of the indie games and then pain where you shot yourself at the giant slingshots yeah i remember pain. like there were so many good games on ps3 that were indie games that like i don't know if hardly anybody played them that's true those fell under the radar 100 percent for sure yeah it was like they didn't promote that stuff as much back then and i guess like you know 360 did kind of like kick ass back then 360 like- started the whole like like console you know hardware companies promoting the indies more i feel like yeah and so a lot of the playstation stuff kind of went under but like even like hell or not hellblade um uh hellblade another good game holy shit what a good game <laughs> for, for playstation 3 launch title now i can't remember the name it has hell in it or no it doesn't have hell it's the opposite heavenly sword that heavenly game, sword yeah love that Heavenly's game platinum, wasn't it yeah, it was fun. and it was I like an early. Was... No, wait, God, no, that game was Ninja sick. Theory, was... I think it was Ninja Theory. Was it Ninja Theory? Yeah, oh, okay. and it was okay. like a launch title for the PlayStation Three, and just people. That's like, why what? you did the Hellblade. That I get it now. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that game was cool, man. I remember that game. There was another game that was a a PS3 launch title called Lair. Did you play that? It was like a dragon. Oh, yeah. You like flew yeah. dragons with the with the six axis, and like <laughs> I was, I liked that game. It was kind of janky in certain ways, but like it was fun, you know. <laughs> That was a little bit of Greg Miller controversy with his review on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a super high score. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been like a 10. If I'm not oh, my. That game was 100% not a 10. It was all right. <laughs> like it was cool and gimmicky, but like it was not a 10. That's funny. Um, <laughs> man, these memories of the PlayStation 3 games are making me making me happy because I will fight tooth and nail for the PlayStation 3. Dude, PlayStation 3 was one of my favorite like <laughs> generations of gaming, I think. My my that was I would say my almost my high point of when I think I intook the most. I mean, I probably intake as many or more games now, but it just seems like back then it was just we got so many good games and yeah. I just so many games and so many That was the same with like my Vita. I always make an argument that I played so many like random things that I would have never thought I would have picked up. Yeah. But I played them just because it was kind of like an option. So like, okay, I, I there we that. go. You just you just brought to mind the one thing that I didn't play that I'm ash- I'm ashamed I never got to. I never had a Vita. Mm. I missed out on all these cool Vita games. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a PSP's like biggest fanboy. Like I want another PSP like today, you know. But like, <laughs> but I just never. Pl- I just didn't get a Vita. You I didn't it. have the money. Like when it came it out, there. I was in high school and I was broke and yeah. I like didn't have the money and I just. I it just never happened. I never got a Vita, and I I mean now I can still, but I look at some of these games to own physically, and it's like holy shit, bud! Yeah, like the, the Killzone games like fifty dollars, and I'm like yeah. no thanks, you know. Which, so fun, so fun. Yeah, Maybe I want to play some of those first party, you know, amazing game as well, like a little yeah, on there. yeah. That, that was that. was that a zipper, right? Yeah, yep, zipper. And yeah, I've yeah. seen zipper, man. My SOCOM guys, and they I'm gonna oh, be yeah, honest, they really go. dropped the fucking ball with SOCOM four. <laughs> But like, I wanted to play Unit Thirteen because it just looked cool, you know. Yeah. Looked like, and I wanted to support them, which they're closed now. But I could still get the game. Yeah, that would be fun, man. Done with this podcast, go buy a Vita. You know, (laughs) I don't want to support that decision, (laughs) (laughs) even though like I love the Vita. I don't want you. But I missed out. I just sinked a bunch of money. But yeah, that's that's a good call. A whole console whole console yeah games. not even not even a game i I've bought up that and just killed <laughs> shot missed the whole console <laughs> now imagine if you would have bought a vita we probably would have had the vita 3 man well i guess yeah, that's technically right? Vita 2 but psp3 i don't know but we would have had a new one and nintendo would have been like shaking in their boots oh yeah because i, but I didn't buy the vita so i <laughs> they failed <laughs> they you know failed, because man. i didn't buy it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um well, speaking of like memories and games and stuff that were in the past, is there anything that you go back to just constantly, like a game you've you pretty much know everything there is oh, to man. know about this game, but you just keep going back because it's like a good comfort food for you? I mean, I have played a lot of uh, on and offs. I still play it. H Hour is what it's called on Steam, and it's basically a SOCOM clone. Like, there's even some community made maps that are cl- oh, like that are. exact copies of SOCOM maps, right? So I've I've played that a lot and it's just like that's kind of filled my nostalgic for that old tactical third person shooter. But like I think probably as far as like and I know all those maps like in and out, right? Because I played them for years as a as a kid growing up. But like one game that I obviously I don't know in and out because it's randomly generated, but one game I feel like I know in and out is Enter the Gungeon. 
Like I own that game on probably every platform. I have like the vinyl soundtrack. I'm a super fan <laughs> of Enter the Gungeon, man. I see it. That's something. And as a person who is a super fan, this is probably, you know, annoying to for you to hear. But I only played it on mobile. And I was like, man, I can't get into this game. Oh, yeah. So no, cool. that's terrible that you only played it on mobile. What, what a, the worst way to play it is the way you played it first. <laughs> so it kind of yeah, like, like ah, I, I, I first I got it on PS4. And that was you know those real good one of the better ways to to play it but now it's on switch and i really like playing it there just i can lay in bed at night and play it and then i've played it on pc but i'm gonna be honest it feels weird on keyboard and mouse huh because that, that type of game good. how tight it is is like a yeah made controls. for controls yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah Maybe so i say if you, you play it on pc you need a controller i'd only have it on steam to be fair because the vinyl soundtrack came with a steam code uh okay so i mean i took it you know and i played it a little bit on there but like i think switch is the way to go if you want to get that now and if I got somebody that. was like hey i want to play near the gungeon and i don't have it where do i get it i'd say switch switch is the way to go yeah and i have a switch light so i like using that d-pad yeah that, buddy that there works. you go <laughs> i don't have one of those yet i'm i'm, I'm missing out there and y'all want to get one <laughs> i had the original switch and then my wife was like interested in uh luigi's mansion yeah so i was like why don't we just sell this and then just buy two switch lights so that was the there you the go kind of the idea so yeah i made a compromise it's married. well now you've got animal crossing too and oh, I, and i like cannot imagine i know that the rule is one island per switch right so if you're a different user you still have the same island <laughs> yeah like, fuck that. that would make me so angry <laughs> like so I, you definitely need two switches for that 100 you know? percent and it works out well. Just trying to figure out how I can visit her Switch because we did like the family thing. So right, I bought it right. and redownloaded it, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> I need Nintendo, to. Nintendo's online. Like, that's my one thing I don't like about Nintendo. Is it's like, I feel like it's 2020. It's time for you guys to get your online shit together. You know? Yeah. It's like it's I've been saying place. you need to get your online shit together since like we. So it's time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> their, uh, their excuse, I almost feel, well, they say it's for the kids, which is fair. But they're like, also, it's really cheap compared to everyone else. But that it was is. like Sony's like excuse back on PlayStation 3 where they're like, well, yeah. it's free. So calm down. It's it's bad, but it's free. Right. I don't want to hear that excuse anymore. <laughs> but now we've evolved into being able to do it's bad, but it's five dollars. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I want good and I'll pay a little bit more for. Yeah. Charge quality, me, you know, you know five dollars more or whatever. But yeah, just I'll give me it. like a dedicated way to like chat and give me some achievements. I feel like yeah, I would play right. a lot of my switch games that I, that I've finished once and then just don't play. I'd go back to them if I had achievements to go get. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, switch is still for my indie game. So like, yeah, I just play everything on there anyways. Cause I like to just take those anywhere, but right. I would love like an achievement system. That would be cool. Make me, I cool. will say too, going back to the, I just have my steam library up here looking to help me answer some of these questions. Uh -huh. And I will say one game I go back to, at least like every year or two and just get into again and play through the campaign a few times is left for dead too. Hmm. Just really like that game. Left for dead was cool. Now see, I've always assumed that you can only play that with four people. I mean, you can do it with AI. I never yourself. knew that. Yeah. Those are, that's yeah. never played. I but to be fair, usually when I go back to it, I make my friends come back with me. You know? <laughs> that's fair. I'm like, everybody go reinstall left for dead too. And like, cause me and Aaron and, uh, my friend Fearless, we played, and I think me and Aaron both streamed some of that like late last year. We played that through most of it together, and I think I finished the rest by myself. But It'd be all it's, it's, it's definitely more fun with people. I try yeah. to always couple come back with me, you know? That's like a game that's a hole in my library. Never played the Left 4 Dead series. Yeah, they were cool, man. They were cool. Sound cool. Sound cool. Not as good as Half Life 2, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Half Life Two. Um, <laughs> well, I I'd say I think I have a pretty good grasp on what type of gamer you are. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good there. I'm gonna. Yeah, say I mean, there's gonna there's always gonna be like I think everybody has a has a general stuff they like the most, but there's also these these weird side games in everybody's library that like don't really fit their normal play style or what they. But it's just like they like it for some reason, like. For me, a recent game I got into that's way out of my wheelhouse is Mutant Year Zero. Because oh. it's turn-based, and I'm just, I'm really, like, 
got to have like it takes a special kind of turn-based game for me to like get into it. Yeah. And, and that one did it for me. I was hooked on that fucking game, dude. It was real good. Near zero. Sounds yeah, I mean, near zero. Sounds a hundred percent indie for sure. <laughs> like it it's just not, has that name. It was by us. I would almost call it like it's one of those weird type of. Remember how like on PS2 it was a big thing. You had like double A games. Yeah. Of. Yeah, where it was like it wasn't an indie studio, but it was just a smaller studio who wasn't doing something super huge and ambitious, but also like it had a little money behind it. I think it was yeah. one of those kind of games, but that's just not a con- like you don't have those a lot anymore. But nah. it was a real high quality double A game. Like a lot of those were sometimes just not that great, but <laughs> this one was real good. I was I would say it's real akin to like Wasteland. Have you ever played Wasteland? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, Wasteland games or like old school Fallout. It's like turn based post apocalypse stuff. Uh, I guess that the name now makes more sense when you describe it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's in this one. They're like, your character's like a giant human sized duck and pig. They like walk on two feet. And like, there's a girl with powers, like tree powers. She can make trees grow. And like, it's crazy, dude. There's a lot of weird shit going on in that game, but it's real cool. That's a pretty useful power in the apocalypse. So. Yeah, like she can. Well, you it's useful in combat, especially because you can encase people in like vines so they can't Mm. move. That's one of her like abilities. Yeah, you know, yeah, sounds pretty cool. It's it's really cool how they tie in the uh, like what they the person is, or or you know, like the pig has a lot of like he has like a rush where he can bust through cover and like he's kind of a tank, he can run into people, and it's it's cool the way they designed it. It's it's pretty neat, silly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's sounds like it's. It's much more enjoyable than Hannah Montana, but oh, it is. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you're yeah. trying to decide between Hannah Montana and Mutant Year Zero, definitely give Mutant Year Zero. <laughs> Not even a question. Unless you're playing on a PlayStation Four, you need that platinum. You know. Well, yeah. That if, if you yeah. Or not PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3. I'm yeah, sure they're not remastering that game. Nah. If, they, if somebody put, they're gonna lose all of that money. um so i mean this is where we i i put in air quotes get serious and and ask you the most important question of the show kind (laughs) of okay (laughs) evan why are you a gamer why do you play video games man like the way i got let me start with the way i got into gaming right the way i get the the very first time my fingers ever touched a keyboard and mouse which is actually what i played on first mm-hmm. uh was via games like reader rabbit and spy fox and like kids games on the computer yeah. and like it was like my parents got them because they were educational and it was like my dad was real like he had a lot of foresight into okay computers are going to be a big thing my son needs to know how to use a computer so like when i was like two or three years old i was playing like reader rabbit and like educational games on the computer and then like not long after, once I'd learned like how to play a game and what a game was, like my dad gave me his old NES that he had. I think I had two games for it when I first got it. I had Mario, the Mario Duck Hunt combo cartridge that everyone had. Oh yeah. And then I had Mega Man Two. And like to this day, Mega Man Two, that's another game that I go back to a lot. That's just kinda comfort. Like I know that game inside and out. I've beat that game so many times. Because that's all I had, right? I didn't have anything like when you when you don't have any other games and you're a little kid like that with no means of like getting more, you just play what you have and you get really good at them, you know. <laughs> yes. Like the original NES Mario, I can go through that whole game like really fast because I remember where all the warp zones and stuff are, and like if there's no telling how many hours I replayed that same game because just because I had nothing else. <laughs> that was your only option. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember times, like you know, but <laughs> Christmas two years later, I got uh, an N64. And uh, really got heavy into that. And I got a lot of good memories of like playing two player with my dad on N64. Like our go to was was Turok Rage Wars, which mm-hmm. like, please, Night Dive, you're doing these Turok remasters. Give me Turok Rage Wars and get, like put online play in it. Because God, that was so fun. It was an arena shooter, kind of like Unreal, but it was in the Turok universe. Yeah. And it, man, it was so good. The weapons were like super balanced and just, it was so fun to play. Me and my dad played that a lot and I went against like AI and did the missions. And I think from that was what really solidified my like when I started playing in 64 is when I really got into video games. And then I remember, though, like the pivotal moment where I was like, video games are fucking awesome was the very first time I ever saw Grand Theft Auto Vice City. 
like the first time I ever saw a Grand Theft Auto game. And I was like, you're running around in this really at the time, highly detailed, highly like, you know, rendered environment. Like, and it looked so good. Like nothing had looked like that, you know, before that. And like, that was my first exposure to PS2 and to like that generation of hardware was GTA Vice City because I had a neighbor who had one at the time. And I was like, go down and knock on their door and they would let me come to their house and just play their PS2 while their kid was doing their homework and stuff and like couldn't <laughs> play right then. And I was like, well, can I just play PS2 until she's done? And then they're like, yeah, sure. So I just go down there all the time and fucking play their PlayStation and played Vice City. And I was in like third or fourth grade. And uh, that was like, I like fell in, truly in love with video games then, you know, where I was like, I realized like what video games could be at that point and like, where they probably were going to go, you know? And it was like, I discovered a whole new world of like getting lost in these 3d places that people created. That's, that's a hundred percent awesome, man. And it just is grown from there, you know, Yeah. like every, every system that comes out, I just, even as an adult, I still get real excited when they start talking about new stuff, you know, cause it's <laughs> like, they're going to change it again. Like they're going to take it to the next level. And it's just, I wonder, is there ever going to be, are we going to hit a ceiling? This stuff. You know, even there okay, has so many times you, you keep know. I always think that. And then like now with like the new consoles coming and obviously like on PC is like ray tracing and other things yeah. that are going to just make the game even more immersive. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like there's not a silly. But when like, you're, how long is it before man, we're living in the fucking Bruce Willis movie surrogate <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep cut right there where we just like wake up and like get in a machine and run an autonomous whole other human being somewhere. doesn't matter what happens to him because it's not us. Right. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. Like how like there's got to be a ceiling to this stuff somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's funny you said it because my my follow up question to this is, do you ever see yourself not playing video games? And to a point, video games may just become us. yeah i mean i i wonder where it's gonna get to but i i definitely don't i don't see there ever being a time where i'm not interested in wanting to play video games you know and my like my kids now i have them to share it with and my my son who's uh 11 now uh you know he is old enough that he's playing stuff like he's of course obsessed with Fortnite, so i play a good bit of Fortnite just because i'm that's i can play with him right right and uh and honestly, like I've gotten, I've gotten into it too. It's That's it's good. grown on me. At first, I was like, "Oh fuck," you know, like Fortnite. Like, come on. But and I and I played it just because he liked it, you know. But now I'm yeah. like, I've learned how to build a little bit, and I've learned how to play some, and it's fun. You know, like I have a good time with it. But it's cool to like. It's a whole different experience, like seeing gaming with their, your children. Yeah, you know? seeing it from their perspective. Yeah, and I've tried to show him like some, some stuff that I played as a kid, like. I did. Uh, I did. I didn't elaborate on this earlier, but I did eventually get more NES games. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I've showed him some of the NES games that I still have, you know, in my collection from when I was a kid, like Contra, and that was the one he liked. It's he's been a hard sell on a lot of these games because they're just really shitty compared to what we have now. Yeah, it's hard. Like, he for grew him. up like in the era of like Xbox 360, and you he know, grew up in 3D. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Really- <laughs> that's definitely a big difference yeah going yeah. back to these old like 2d games that aren't like don't have great response time on some stuff <laughs> and you know it's just like it's janky like all around and it's just it's a hard sell to sell right. kids on these old games like that but he uh i think the one he hates the most is like the ps1 era makes sense because he thinks it just looks so bad and it does makes compared sense. to like yeah. what we have now you know like it's a really shitty 3d <laughs> but it is it's just barely 3d <laughs> That makes a hundred percent sense because, yeah, I think even the NES stuff was an easier sell than that, you know, because yeah. <laughs> even that just looks old school, and yeah. the PlayStation One just looks bad. But exactly, that's a good way of saying it. That look yeah. like the two D games look retro, and the PS One just looks bad. <laughs> right. Like, what's wrong with this, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That's awesome. I hope to have that experience one day as well, sharing gaming with my children, because I think that will, again, give you new life to gaming, even though like it you're, definitely does. And you're into it like crazy anyways. Yeah. But even if you ever feel like you're not in it, if you have a kid that's going to be into it, you're going to get right back in. 
Well, time, it's cool so. too because they they may have like different tastes than you too in them in games. Yeah. So it kind of will expose you to some games that maybe you wouldn't have played. You know, right? Like, like, Fortnite. like Fortnite, exactly. Right. And like my daughter is big into. Uh, I play way more like Mario Party and games like that than I. Oh yeah. Than I would ever if it wasn't for her, right? Because she's super into like she still plays her Wii all the time. She loves the Wii, and uh, she um like they have a Switch too, and they play it a lot, but. But she still like just loves the Wii. She loves the motion control games and like that's crazy. The different that's Mario like Party 64. games on there. And... Exactly, it's like her sixty four. <laughs> yeah, she's got so many games for it now because she's had it for so long, and so she still plays it a lot. But and and so I play games that like like if it wasn't for her, I would not be holding a like a Wii controller in my hand at this point right. in my life, you know, because I just feel like I've just uh, ex- except for going back and maybe playing like. Wii Sports or something at a get together with friends, like some you know, because those games I think were always fun party games. Yeah, it's it's, nothing's more fun than just getting drunk and playing some virtual fencing or boxing (laughs) your friend, you know, on Wii Sports. But like, because like we that came out when I was in high school, so I had a lot of like exposure to the Wii at parties and stuff, you know. (laughs) Right. But but I I definitely wouldn't be playing Wii nearly as much if it wasn't for my kid liking it. (laughs) And then I've got a two year old. So she's I'm introducing her to like the learning and educational stuff. Like I've got some stuff on the switch that's like a coloring book. And one of them's like teaches her about the seasons and different stuff like that. So she's kind of getting exposed to it a little bit, but she's not old enough to like fully grasp. Like, yeah, like a D pad and hitting buttons yet, but we'll get there, you know, just keep working on it. That's right. <laughs> a selfish hobby. that she got to <laughs> to, <you know? laughs> That's awesome. Well, man, I mean, we basically hit everything that I wanted to get on. So um, I always like to close the show with you still just kind of rehashing some of the stuff that you have going on. Just so if you get one extra listener or one extra follower from there, hey, I feel absolutely. like I've done some, some successful. So go ahead and shot that stuff out. Dude, I, it's all about shameless self-promotion. You know? Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me like where I'm you're most going to get the most out of me is on Twitter at that Evan Jordan. Uh I have a lot of dumb tweets, but then we tweet about our content and stuff too. And then we're uh, Scoot Gang as a collective is on Twitter at Scoot Gang Tweets, uh, and that's where you'll get a steady feed of of our content. But also, there's dumb shit there too because that's just what we do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but you can there's a there's also a its own Twitter page for Disney Plus is at D Plus Us, I think. Fuck, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then. <laughs> We we need to. I feel like maybe we'll maybe we'll combine all of it. We don't need that okay. many, you know. Yeah. But uh, I'll but then we're on YouTube also. Just Scoot Gang on YouTube. Oh, easy. What I'll yeah. do too, just <laughs> you can send me a link afterwards, and I'll there put it in the show notes. So just in case, there you go. <laughs> I've been there before. Yeah, yeah it's just a, <laughs> so there's a lot to keep up with, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. <laughs> That's basically our, our Alice. You can find our all our podcasts on Scootcast is our seminal flagship podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. Pretty much whatever podcast service you use. I, I see like an oddly high amount of listeners on our stats from Pocket Casts, which I've never used. But good if you're a Pocket Cast person, man, we're out there. <laughs> I used that a lot when I was going back and forth between Android and iOS. So I, okay, I feel like Pocket Cast, good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> This show is brought to you by Pocket Cast. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, sponsorship, Pocket Cast. Hit us up. That people are people are using your app to listen to our shit. Okay. Um, well, I'll go ahead and read my closing here. Um, try not to laugh at the very end and you'll know what I mean by that. <laughs> it's okay. so cheesy. But remember, if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out, of course, Media Junkies flagship podcast, Fanboy Fight Club, where me and some friends get together and we just fight for our de- our why did I say that weird? We fight to defend <laughs> our opinions, <laughs> which uh, this upcoming episode we have, we'll be recording here uh, for going live on this upcoming Tuesday, which is yesterday because this podcast goes out on Monday. I hope I confuse you. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be remaking a movie sequel. And I lost last week, so I am the bitch of the week, which means my topic was given to me. So that should be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. If you guys ever do a, if you guys ever do a Half Life Two episode, you know who to call because I got the, all the hot takes. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, if, if you're not interested in just you know listening to grow man. 
fight on the internet. We have a podcast for you if you're interested in grown men fighting in their underwear on TV. <laughs> we have the Gimmick Minute podcast that is all things wrestling, covering AEW, WWE, and some cool interviews with really cool podcast people in wrestling. I'm being told. <laughs> I don't know. I don't host the nice. show as my friend Jason, but it's really. No, awesome. I get that. It's just yeah. sometimes there's a disconnect there. You know, like it's no. hard to keep up with what's going on with the stuff you're not in charge of. No, but I will say I do have to mention they are doing a awesome, awesome, awesome kind of like March Madness sort of thing, even though it's April. But they're taking all of like the greatest matchups and are doing a bracket. So if you are interested nice. in that, if you just check out Gimmick Minute Pod on Twitter, I'm going to put the show notes in the link or put the link in the show notes and. Go in there and just vote. That's all they're asking for is just so you can vote. So, like, I don't know wrestling too well, but, like, Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. I don't know if that ever happened. But if it did, it'll be on that bracket. <laughs> right. I don't know if it did, but if it did, I want to see a fucking video clip. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good fight, you know? It, it was probably the greatest of all time. I'm just calling it out. <laughs> so... But now both of those podcasts, of course, with this as well, can be found just simply by searching Media Junkie on podcast platform of choice. And here goes my cheesy closing. Now, Evan, we know why you are a gamer. So until next time, game over.